Hey guys, it's Scooter here. I just want to let you know, a great way to support the show is to, if you're doing any back-to-school shopping on Amazon, just use our Amazon link, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. It'll take you to the same Amazon website that you know, the same price as everything. They'll just give us a little bit of percentage of whatever you buy, and that'll help us out. It'll be a huge help, actually, to pay, you know, any costs of, that we pay for hosting the uh, podcast and stuff. So, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. Thanks so much. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. Tonight we're proud to present Metastas News, which is kind of a com- which is kind of like one of those bed-in-a-bag things you might buy if you're moving into a dorm, or you have a kid, or you say, geez, I, you know, that's what I buy, bed in a bag, you know, because we got a little bit of everything in here. Uh, it's a sleep, it's, it's made to put you to sleep, uh, priority one, but I'll go through the Colombian TV show Metastasis, which is a remake of the American series Breaking Bad, uh, in, in, but, but it's in Spanish, so I'm going to watch Metastasis twice. Uh, the same episode of Breaking Bad after. I don't speak Spanish, but I'm trying to learn by just watching these shows and, and writing stuff down. Uh, who was it? Did I have a point in there? So, so welcome. You, you may, you, you may, but probably won't learn any Spanish. You might catch some a little bit about Walter Blanco. He's the Colombian Walter White. But that's what I do. But let me, I get off the main path. This is a podcast to put you to sleep. We do it with a discussion of metastasis and Breaking Bad and, you know, Mission Creep. But plenty of lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders, uh, friendly, inane banter by me. Uh, that's how we do it here. But but the main way we do it is, is uh, I see, geez, this is a safe place where you can... Where I'm going to intentionally try to take your brain, distract your mind uh, for whatever's got it racing, whatever's got you tossing, turning, thinking, uh, concerning. If you're oversoosed, I'll try not to rhyme. But I, I can't promise I'll do it all the time. Uh, or, you know, you, you something hurts or whatever. I'm going to try to distract you from that. The way I do it is to say, geez, yeah, this is a safe place. And I'm going to do my best to r- r- reach across the deep, dark night via podcast and be there for you. And the only way I know how is to follow my curiosity. Because you probably, if this is your first couple of times, you're like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you might even say it faster, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Or maybe you say it even whoa, 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 sir! What is what? What's happening here? You're going to watch a Colombian TV show that's in Spanish. Uh, that's are you putting us on here? No, I'm 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 a serious it has a sleep issue, and that's a serious issue. And what I'm going to try to do is you know, reach across the deep dark night here with my voice. Uh, take your mind off of things. Maybe try to, you know, barely entertain you. Like, kind of be an alternative noise running in the background. 
Say, hey, you, 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 I know it sucks, you're up tossing and turning. I, I know you, you could feel terribly lonely or stressful. Uh, but I'll tell you what, your boar friend, your boar buddy, your boar cuddy, boar cuddy, the old boar cuddy, the captain of the SS Boredom is here. Your boar friend Scooter, uh, Captain, a.k.a. Boar Cuddy. I'm going to take everything off your mind. I'm going to put it in boar cubbies. I'm going to put them in little boar cubbies. And I'm going to let's see, I thought I had a salient way to describe it. I usually don't, though. But I'm your boar friend. I'm here to take your mind off of things. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have a, try to do a long, drawn-out intro I'm going to thank some listeners. I'm going to talk about Metastasis once because the first time I watch it, no subtitles. But yeah, I say, geez, well, I liked that shirt. Uh, would you know, you know, if you if you fall asleep, you might not know. And I think I'm obsessed with this. I keep bringing it up. But, uh, but either Cielo or Walter Blanco uh, collects... Uh, some sort of ceramic owls. So I'll point things out like that. Not not gripping or shattering stuff. But I'll point, you know, that's the kind of stuff. I'll say, geez, well, you know, who owl collector? What is the owl sim, you know? I'll go on little sides like that. I'll use my lulling, soothing tones. Then I'll watch Metastasis again with Spanish subtitles. I say, geez, what does that word mean? Momento. That sounds a little bit like moment. And then on the second episode, watch you know the second time watching it through, I noticed that this guy was drooling. They said, well, yeah, "I wrote that down. I misspelled, uh, you know, cabroni." And then I'll, after that, I'll watch Breaking Bad. Sometimes I'll watch them in different order, you know, keep it mixed up. And then I'll say, what's well, And Breaking Bad's such a wonderful show. This uh, metastasis is pretty damn good itself. And then you follow it up, like, uh, you know, with a Breaking Bad. It's kind of like, I remember when Chuck, not Chucky Fried, I wanted to say Chucky Fried Chicken. Which I don't think that exists, but maybe it does, you know, somewhere. Yeah, come on down to Chucky. They would probably sue you if you were called Chucky Fried Chicken. I should start that. Chucky Fried Chicken. And while I'm Chucky, this is my chicken place. It's Chucky Fried Chicken. Well, are you frying Chuckies? Yeah, we call it, we chuck them in the fryer. So legally, yes, we're Chucky. They're Chuckies. Uh, but I remember when Chucky Fried Chicken or one of their competitors had a sandwich. And I think they called it the, the doomsday, the, the, what it was called, the arterial blocker. Because it was two pieces of uh, fried chicken, you know, boneless, with a sandwich. You know, that was the breading of like a bacon sandwich with double cheese. And watching these shows, you say, geez, this is like a double sandwich with bacon cheese. Well, bacon cheese, here, Chucky, Chucky Chicken. Chucky Fried Chicken, we're the only place with bacon fried cheese as well. Uh, bacon, you know, they said, well, the bacon trend was four years ago. Well, Chucky Fried Chicken, we don't believe in trends. We just believe in uh, good for fried goodness. And this is the ranger calling in for Chucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. Sometimes I get a little silly. I go off of my soothing tones. 
but Chuck, you know, something about Chuck. But anyway, was there a point in there? Barely, barely a point. That's all. This podcast has but one, one or two points, and then a whole hell of a lot of nubs. You say, well, geez, that's a, not a point, more of a nub. And I'd say, yeah, this is a, you know, this is a cast of nubs, of you know. Something resembling a point, but you say, well, geez, that's not a point. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a nub. I'm not making a point here. I'm making a nub. Give me give me a, a 14% of your attention, and I'll, uh, you know, I, I won't hammer at home. I'll ball-peen at home because that's all I need is a little ball-peen. Uh, you know, one of those hammers. I, you say, geez, what are you going to hammer with that? A, uh, an elf snail? Uh, so that's the podcast. If it's your first time here, it could be, it could be confusing. It could be disorienting. Uh, but that's a, is this your, if it's your first time here, you're hearing all this stuff, you might be like, wait, 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 wait just give it a couple tries. I'm I'm as good natured as a per, you know, it, it, well, yeah, I'm doing my best. That's, that's what I can say without a doubt. I'm here to do my best to help you fall asleep. I happen to be pretty good at point, pointless asides, and I've suffered from sleepless nights, and, and, and I want to carry you off on my wings of pointlessness. So climb, climb aboard, if you will. I'm glad you're here, and I do I do hope I help you fall asleep. Good night. Or thanks for being here. And then good night. And thank you. Good night. I don't know why I just kept repeating that, but all right, let's keep moving. All right, and, and then housekeeping. We're on web www.sleepingviewpodcast.com. Older episodes can be found there. You can post a comment on our website. You can email me feedback at sleepingviewpodcast.com. A uh, great way to get a hold of me is on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. That's where I post, uh, uh, what do you call it, sleep articles when I can. And uh, bloopers, I also post them over on Facebook. You can get me over there. I want to say thank you to Chris Posty Posterson that does our music. He's got podcasts over at soundslikeanearful.com. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer who do our artwork on on our honor. Uh, Also over on Facebook, we have a Facebook community, Sleep With Me podcast community. The easiest way to get to it is sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. And that is run, it was founded by the lovely and wonderful Lauren Alexandra. It's uh, moderated, a.k.a. moderated by uh, Laura, uh, Jennifer B., Julie C., Rachel LG, and good old Lida Lai, Lida S., and that's a place, you know, you can go if it's four in the morning and you can't sleep. You may, you may find some people that say, hey, neither can I, or here's what I tried last night. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, geez, listen to this podcast, but we're all still human beings. And maybe, you know, we'll find some other ways to interact, to share, uh, to reach out to one another in the deep dark night. I think that's the spirit of the thing. Like I said, it's been an independent, wonderful surprise project. Uh, that I've just been pointing out to people to, to check out. But, but, you know, it's a community-driven thing. And if I talk about it too much, I'll probably, you know, get, 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 you know do, do like that. So so check it out, sleepmovepodcast.com slash nods. 
Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, uh, behind on thank yous, if you hear any weird noises, it's because I'm, 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 I'm on a little vacation here. Uh, but let's run through some thank yous. I want to thank uh, Libby over on Twitter, over on Huffington Post, Twitter, Facebook. I want to thank the wonderful podcaster Royfield Brown, who I've talked about in the past. Uh, he had, he had just has some nice stuff to say about the podcast, and he wrote this wonderful article about podcasting and wonderful opportunities. So if anybody's thinking about starting a podcast and you want a little information, I'll link to that article in the show, show notes. But Roy, if I may call him that, uh, I met him at uh, one of the San Francisco podcasters meetup that I talk about, that Dom and Jen, Dom and Jen run from the Stan World, their podcast. But Royfield, he's got, uh, he doesn't just have one podcast. He wasn't just like, well, I'm going to do this one podcast. He's one of these people out exploring, you know, the, the great space of podcasting. His, I think his most recent podcast is 10 American Presidents, and that's 1010. Uh, How Jamaica Conquered the World, which is, you know, the history, about the history and culture of Jamaica and, and how it, it's, it's uh, much like the wings of, of a butterfly, you know, uh, spans the spans the globe. Uh, Dumpty Dum, which I know some of you some of you have said listen to, and it's a for, for fans of the BBC soap BBC soap opera or soap. I think you you guys call it the Archers Audio Lounge, which is a magazine show about the world of sound. And then Mid Atlantic, which is a, is a chat talk, a political talk show that you know, spans the Mid Atlantic, which would be the U.S. and the U.K. And he also mentioned Mike Pesca's fairly new podcast, which I have yet to check out, which I'm going to because I've always enjoyed his his reports on NPR. And then another one by the Flying Veal Chart Company called Veal Chart Presents, which is like a mix so. I used to just be included by someone I have utmost respect for and look up to. Uh, just just really nice. So I wanted to say thank you for that, and I'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, also over on Twitter, I want to thank Stephen D. Uh, CN Schwarm, our, our friend that's a truck, he gave a Mrs. Dash shout-out. Eli H., he was over in, uh, he was, he, I don't know if he was over in the Mid-Atlantic, I think he was in, uh, I got to think of it. I want to thank Hunter Gray, n- another a new listener. Degradation Receiver, that's another new listener. Like Eli, he was in, oh, I'll think of it as I scroll. I want to thank Halifax, Sarah in Halifax, Stacy D, PDG, all fairly new listeners. Tulip just gave me a nice little pump up. Oh, Latvia, that's where Eli is. Uh, I want to say thanks to Babs. I want to thank uh, Iante. I want to thank Iante. Uh, Eric T. Uh, Renee. So that's over on Twitter. And I'm going to try to do, do slowly get caught up here. And then over on iTunes, I want to thank if you want to re- review the podcast, if you have time, or subscribe to the podcast. You know, just so other people can see, Jesus is a podcast that's worth listening to. Or that are skeptical, they say, well, Jesus, uh, 
you know, maybe you, you'll be the one that say, oh, I, I relate to that. Uh, it's at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash iTunes. But I want to thank Jess Guac. Jess Guac. That's a pretty good uh, username. Jess Guac. It's a French purveyor of guacamole, maybe, who says the podcast is a lifesaver. Uh, Akiri. Akiri, is it roads that I've traveled? Akiri, Akiri. I don't think that's the right song. Maybe it is. Ooh, thank you for your review. Akiri, the road that I have traveled. Akiri, the fire in the night. But uh, Kiri says uh, that I'm the best bedtime friend. Uh, boring and laughing, I and mean, that's what we do here. So sufficiently lulled. Uh, this one, just talk about humbling. Best I've ever heard by Fly Guy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So if somehow Fly Guy got all his ducks in a row, as they say, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I say, well, Jesus, isn't the maybe that's just, they say because isn't usually ten nine eight seven six five four three two one. And Fly Guy say, hey, I'm reading your review. Why do you criticize your? And I say, I'm sorry. But Fly Guy heard about the podcast from Fly Guy's mom, and was shocked to say, well, Jesus, me, now me and my mom, you know. Maybe Fly Guy has, you know, more... Maybe Fly Guy's got this awesome mom, clearly. And they have, it seems like they have a pretty good relationship, so that's cool. And I don't know, I know of a couple mother-son and father-daughter teams that do listen to the podcast. So it's, that's pretty cool to know. And then we get a Simply Amazing from Killer Joe 111. Killer Joe... Uh, Killer Joe's insomnia, medications, and then just started the podcast. So hopefully we don't lose you here, Killer Joe. You know, when like one of those, uh, you know, perceive that you say, well, this is great. And you say, oh, God, too much. There can be too much ice cream or in this case, boring nonsense. But Killer Joe said, you know, it, it works. And try it. What do you got to lose? And that's what I always say. So, you know, test out the podcast. So those are a little bit of the thank yous I'm catching up on. But I want to thank you for being here, for listening. And the audio is going to change here because I'm doing this on on location thank yous. I'm sitting here, as you'll hear in other upcoming episodes, because I'm recording these thank yous uh, not that long before the episode comes out. Uh... But yeah, I'm sitting here. It's uh, later in the evening, and we got a little bit of breeze. And uh, yeah, all right. Well, let's get on the show. What do you say about that? All right. So we're doing our metastasis uh, episode one run through. I, I can't believe it. It's episode nine already. We're almost at episode ten. And I say, Jesus, it feels like it's going by fast. I said. Uh, I wish I could say that in Spanish, but I can't. Uh, but who knows down the road? So it starts out with like some shots of the countryside. And it looks like I said, is that agave? And then there's the sounds of birds shattering, more plants. Uh, there's some chicken coops. There's shells on the ground. I said, who left all those shells scattered about? And then there's some an echo sound. We see Jose's car, and there's the sound of windshield wipers. 
a faint swish, 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 but faint but persistent or without stop, swish, 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 swish. And then the show starts. Then we have Henry. He's running a meeting about Tuco. And I said, I put shirt check. I don't know what that means. I didn't uh, write any details. Uh, but don't worry. I know I have some stuff on his shirt coming up down the road here. Uh, I put a very, oh, shirt check. Very business for him. It has a faint, faint digital uh, half-faded grids. The color was tough to see at first. I said, is that a gray or brown? Or a green-brown or a gray-brown? And I said, oh, geez, and most people, this would be a shirt I would buy. And then I'd, I'd say, what the hell was I thinking? But again, I'm not Henry. Uh, and I, I guess the episode, that was open question. Did he pull the shirt off? I mean, there's many other more gripping questions, but for me... I kept coming back, because he wore the shirt through the whole episode. And I'm not one of those people that says, hey, did you notice he had a mustache in this part and then not in that part? What, what, I'm not that, I don't have that detail. Uh, but I guess, and, and Henry's making jokes. He says, your job is direction, question mark, idea? I don't know what that meant when I wrote it. He talks about a meth cartel, then Gomez takes over the meeting. He gives some details on Tuco. He says the word sapo. I said, does that mean boss? Then Henry does a fake prayer, a very sweet little prayer like a child would do at bedtime. He shows pictures of Gonzo and the other guy who was fired last week. Uh, he says, Aver, 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 Senores, Aver, Mas Fuerte. And then they do this back and forth chant where they go, Si, Senor, Si, Senor. And Henry's leading this chant. He's like, You know, do you believe in love? And they say, Si, Senor, do you believe in, uh, what do you call it, uh, prohibition? Si, Senor. And I don't know if he used it to play, like, who's going to buy me lunch? See, si, senor. Uh, but then there's a scene with him and Gomez. They're talking on the stairs. Henry's doing talking, serious talking uh, to his partner there. It was something. I didn't know if it was about Walter or Cielo. Oh, no, the next scene is Cielo. She's got pictures of Walter. Uh, she's there with Ramon. Now, I don't know if I wrote it down in the red pen run-through, but this dude looked like an action star, this Ramon character. So I don't know if he like a Jason Statham-esque quality to him. He didn't look like Jason Statham. That's not what I'm saying. But he had a Statham-esque hardness. Maybe reminded me a little bit of the muscles from Brussels. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Uh, but but he looked tell you know a lot of these older action stars have uh, uh, had had hard middle ages it seems like you know which is uh, you know you don't hear about that they say geez he hit a rough patch in middle age uh, but Jason Jason Statham he's he seems like he's he's not fading so maybe Ramon 
is the Colombian uh, Statham. He might be. I don't know the actor's name, but he looked pretty tough. But he, uh, Henry comes in during Ramon's interview, and it's about Walt being missing. He said, geez, he, we can't find Walt. And Cielo and Walt Jr. are there. Cielo kind of, she doesn't seem like she knows something. They also wrote, Ramon has a puffy jacket on. It seemed like he'd be warm inside with his puffy coat. Uh, but then I noticed further, Henry had his jacket on inside too. I said, well, geez, what is... Now, I'm aware that it's winter, it's cooler, it's a higher altitude where they are. But I said, you still you're going to wear your jacket inside? They, you know, is that a cultural thing? Because the hosts did not have their jackets on. Uh, and then Cielo starts to get upset, and then she gets insistent about something. I also said Ramon has a very low voice. Said it was me, said Walter White, uh... I don't know if I can even do it to action man voice. Uh, then we're outside. Henry kind of asked Ramon for a favor or a secret or something. I couldn't tell. Uh, then we cut to the next scene. Tuco's throwing out everybody's cell phones and their batteries. He's saying chingato, chingados or whatever he says all the time. Chingados, that's what I put. And then Walt and Jose, they're, they're cuddled up like two bugs in a rug, the two of them, snuggle time. And they're just lying there in snuggle position, and Walt is having a dream that Cielo's coming to him, all dressed in white, like a little angel, a pregnant angel. Is that black? Like, wait, we better even pray. Just, just the only thing I said was pregnant angel. I didn't start to overthink it. But my curiosity is just digging its claw. It's saying, pregnant angel, you got to keep talking about this. A pregnant angel is gold material. We could take that so many different directions. And I say, no, not pregnant. We can't talk about pregnant angel's brain. And he's like, I'm not your brain. I'm your creative child. You can't, you can't block my need to talk about pregnant angels right now. You're supposed to, your job is to foster my creativity. And I said, we cannot talk about pregnant angels. And why would an angel be pregnant? And holy, okay, so let's move. But no, don't tamp down my curiosity about how this angel got pregnant. And I would say, well, in this situation, it's just, it's not a pregnant angel, actually. It's Cielo. And then it's not Cielo, it's just Tuco. Walt was just kind of having a dream. And Tuco says, hey, let's go. He says, Odole. He says, let's go quit snuggling. We got stuff to do. Chingada madre. And he walks him up to this kind of two-story uh, concrete building. And then we have a little bit of a, what is it called? How do I not know what this is called? When you have music playing and a character is doing something. I should have. I should know what that is off the top of my head, but I don't. But Cielo's there, she's, I want to say homage, that's wrong. But she's there, the music's playing, she's handing out flyers about missing Walt, Walt being missing. I put, she has a nice blue shirt on, it looked good on her. And then Maria's with her for part of it, and then they're in the car talking. And at some point she says, thanks, with all respect, uh, por favor, no, okay? 
so please, and Maria tries to bring something up, and uh, Cielo shoots her down. Please, please, not right now. And then we have Vol Junior. He's trying to get his toothpaste out of his uh, toothpaste tube. And I think it runs out or something. He's looking around for extra toothpaste. He almost finds the stuff that Walt hid. Uh, you know, that, that brand new deadbolt for the door to keep his family safe. But he doesn't. And then we're at, I said, Tuco's Carport Funhouse Watching. I don't know what that means. Tuco's Camp Out. Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. Tuco's Camp Out Funhouse. And they were watching Formula One style racing with this older man. And then my memory said, okay, I'm starting to remember some of this. And he's got a bell on his wheelchair. Then Tuco brings water in. And Walt, they said, geez, Walt and uh, Jose and Miguel, they fight over the water, but Walt takes it first. Gulps it. He like just says, this is my water, Jose. And then I put, and I'm sorry for my language here, but I put holy fucking shirt, Tuco, uh, two stars, which in my handwriting means eight stars. But, you know, I said two stars is all I need to see to know. And this shirt, I probably have more written it here. It was sweet. Like, I was like, this is a shirt you could wear at all occasions. It wasn't over the top. Uh, but Tuco, he wants to see their wallets, their keys. He sees it. Walt throws out his little fake mess. He finds out Walt's real name. I put his show, T.O. I don't know what that meant. Oh, he shows his uncle. He finds a condom in Jesse's wallet. He gets a kick out of that. And then I said, his shirt is Western, but dressy. And again, I'm not a style maven. I barely know. But I said, well, maybe because I'm not speaking the language. I'm, I'm paying. I said, well, I am noticing clothes for once in my life. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he, uh, what I say? His shirt's Western, but dressy. He wipes off his uncle's face. Oh, and then I put, I really jumping around. And then it's a white or white blue with a floral pattern shirt. And then I put, he talks to Walt knows Jose Miguel and his uncle. He stands, he makes this wild, wild speech. And then I put, he has a gem on the breast of his shirt, something that looks like a gem. And he really wants to know where Gonzo is. He's like, I can't, something about Gonzo. And then he, he checks out the meth the guy's brought, but he doesn't like the smell of it. He says, he says, what's in here, Jose? And then tells Yas oh Heisenberg, he says, "Hey, we're going to Mexico." And Tuco talks about his love of Mexico. Oh boy, I love it there. And they don't want to go. He's like, "Wait, you don't like Mexico?" And he really gets mad about that. And then he says, "Oh, I want some meth." And he then he opens a new poison meth. Maybe he he took some meth earlier, blue meth. And he says, what's in it? Jose says, cafe. Tuco's like, I don't drink coffee. It gives me the jitters. No thanks. I just do crazy blue stuff, which he does, and then he just acts crazy. And then I added, yeah, and then Tuco acts super crazy. And then we're at a family meeting with Cielo, Maria, and Henry. Really good acting in this scene. I liked it. Uh, Junior's there, but he's going somewhere. There's a great shot of the owls here like a wider shot than before, but it's to the right, 
So all we can see is two white chicken-like owls with paint. They're painted. Uh, and then on green, oh, oh, on green, own one or two green plus three white or off white. And one seemed like it had the hands behind its back. I said, and one looked like it was dancing. I think these are the uh, owls that somebody at this house collects. Uh, so owl update. Now the other update is that, and, and I can't stop thinking about this, is that. When we first met Tuco, he had a ventriloquist dummy in his safe. And I'm saying, geez, did the Tuco in the U.S. Breaking Bad have a ventriloquist dummy? Is it something that gets answered later on? Or was that the only time we're ever going to see it? So when, because I really just can't stop thinking about that ventriloquist dummy in the safe. And, you know, doing material with Tuco with a ventriloquist dummy, but figuring out how to do it without it being offensive is a challenge. So uh, we'll, we'll see. But Maria says something during the family meeting, and Henry whispers to her to keep it quiet. And then they seem like they were talking about the second uh, cell. Henry's wearing the same shirt, in case you're wondering. I put the uh, color's no good, but it, on him it looks good. And then I put, you know, Henry looks a little bit like Mr. Bean, I noticed. In my opinion, I don't know a lot about Mr. Bean. I've known a couple of Mr. Bean lovers. I don't get anything again. I, I did not. Rowan Atkinson or Martin or something, right? Maybe. He seemed like a really funny guy. And now that it wasn't my cup of tea, I just never saw. I don't think I ever saw any. I've seen a couple of Mr. Bean's uh, scenes. And seems hilarious. I just never, you know, not, I just never. It's not that I didn't get into it. I wasn't exposed to it enough. Uh, you know, to be like, oh boy, remember Mr. Bean goes to the shopping mall? It, Henry's just like him in that one. Uh, then Henry's trying to be honest with Cielo, but put a good spin on it. But then Maria brings up marijuana, and she does this Henry and then points at him. And then she kind of starts acting like a prosecutor, it seemed like. And that shuts the conversation right down. And then Henry drives up to a big house. At first, I, I didn't know where. I said, what the heck is this? And there's a maid there. I said, coffee. Then there's a woman in a blazer. Again, I'm dense. And then uh, I noticed again, Henry was wearing his coat in the house. And then they were talking about Jose Miguel. I said, oh, this is probably his mom. And then he asked if Jose said anything about Walter Blanco. Blanco, she says yes. And she seems to be like, are you saying Walter or Jose Miguel had something to do with this disappearance? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. And then Henry gets in his car. He makes a call about Jose Miguel. And then we have a cooking scene, short one. It looked like pretty good cooking. It's Tuco cooking. Then I put walk watching a oh, Walter maybe is watching a Canadian geese TV show and him and Jose Miguel are just arguing back and forth, almost slapstick. Uh, pretty funny about what move to make. Uh, and then there's a two cool report on the TV channel. So it like changes the channel the whole time. The uncle's there, you know, and he seems catatonic, but his eyes are open 
And then they argue more, and they come up with some kind of plan, and they're whispering uh, while he cooks. Uh, Walt kind of tests the, the uncle's sight, and the uncle doesn't react. Uh, Tio's sight, Tio's mind, I put he tested. And then they whisper the plan, and they grab the mat, they try to put it in his food, and they plan it right in his burrito. And then the uh, uh, uncle, Tio, rings the bell uh, right before Tuco eats it. And, and everybody's like, what? He's like, what? And then he rings it twice. And there's such great tension in this scene. And then Tuco switches burritos with him. He's like, oh, you mine's bigger. Let's switch. And then uh, the uncle shoves the food on the floor. And he points at water, Walter. And there's such tension I also put Tuco still has no ass. I said, Jesus, guy's got no ass. There's a flat ass. And then he has a leather jacket on. I put that one's a pretty sweet badass jacket. Uh, he rings the bell. He says, no te gusta Walter. And then the guy rings the bell. He says, why? What'd you do to my tío? And he starts getting really mad at Walt. And then Jose says something. So then he starts going after Jose. And he's, he says, Jose, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fire you. I'm going to escort you to your car and send you off. You're no longer a employee of Tuco Trump Enterprises. Uh, Walt goes, he's like, hey, let's not fire him. I kind of like him around, you know. And then Jose Miguel says, hey, I'm going to tap you, uh, you know, with a magical spell of non-firing. Uh, but then he, he says, oh, no, I, my power to fire people is what makes me powerful. And uh, I noticed they were in the hills above the city. It was a cool shot. And then they're like, okay, now that he can't fire us, let's leave. And he says, vamos. And then they say, well, we don't have the keys. And then they're like, oh, Tuco has them. Let's go see. He said he was going to take a nap. He was so depressed about not being able to fire anybody. And then they notice a car coming up. I had a little bit of a problem with this with Walt not knowing whose car it was. But like a couple of school kids drinking in a field, they run and hide. And then Tuco wakes up. He says, hey, I'm going to do some meth and see who's driving up to my private property. And it turns out it's Henry. He's like, hey, I'm looking for Jose Miguel. And he's like, oh, wait, this is Tuco. And he tries to arrest him. Uh, I put Scorpion Showdown. Uh, but then Tuco turns the wipers of Jesse's car on. He figures that. He's like, that'll get me out of being arrested. But Henry says, you're fired from the earth forever. And then Walt sees Henry. He's like, Henry? And then he runs, 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 runs as fast as he can, just like a gingerbread mess cook. And Jose Miguel runs with him. And that was the end of the episode, all right? All right, so we're doing our red pen run through here. My handwriting is Niagara Sunovia. I put, uh, there was a nice spider web at, at the chicken coop. Uh, there was good music and there was nice chicken sounds, chicken clucking sounds. At some point, it, it was the uh, uh, future. Uh, but there was people walking on the hill by Tuco's house. I said, who are those people? Uh, things were said like Estuverion, Naciente, Insumos, Trier, 
uh, Sunobia, as I said, Shupir Hueso, uh, Trijan Sapo. Here's a here's a Saber. Here's a long one. E K Rie, Para El La Luz Perpetuia, Bueno Listo Ya, Cambamos Con Eso. I think that was uh, Henry's little prayer, his little child's prayer. Uh, also said it was Pistas uh, En Contra Lava Peros Yalindo Golpe uh, Final Feliz Last Christmas, maybe? Uh, usted E Oyo Un Zumbido De Moscos uh, ba a haber que fumigar acá, uh, no less we go, we go, we oh, oh, we go, we go, oh, we go. Uh, and then things were said like Yoda, Yoda, uh, no ser okay, uh, de pronto, Walter, cualquier, cu, 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 cuibo, uh, bale. Uh, gracias por cubrirme. Uh, 77 kilos. That's how much Walter weighs or did weigh. Uh, hay sabido de alguna amenaza? No. Uh, depression de mal genio. Uh, pasaba robo. Uh, salte, uh, de que esa llamada, uh, bell rings, huberia, existi, existido, otra vez, uh, car shaking, I don't know what that meant. Oh, I think it was funny that, uh, Jose and Walter were snuggled in the car, they were moving the car around. Uh, ah. Uh, Ahia estaba aporachuradito, A-P-A-C-H-U-R-R-A-D-I-T-O, ah, no me toque pirobo, que no ne toque, close up of those guys' faces when their snuggle up was good. Uh, Boltor, Boldor, Parense, uh, No Lo Atiga, I T A G A, No Lo Atiga, uh, Para Adentro, Adentro, Para Adentro, that got said a bunch. Uh, Junior, uh, Ya Esta, In Brimindo Mas, uh, Maria wants to resolve the whole Tiara thing, but uh, Cielo's like, please no. Uh, uh, Walt was trying to, when they, when Tuco asked for their wallets, Walt really tried to be smooth and throw the meth out there, too. Like, oh, I'm emptying my pockets out, the, the bad meth. Uh, Boisios, I think that's wallets. I think this is what Tuco says when he finds a condom. I pinche lurioso. Estoy seguro que lo usas con puro. Uh, machia putito. I don't know what that means. 
Uh, he also says uh, ominously, Me gusta hacer negocios con un hombre de familia. Uh, Tuco's rocking a gold cross as well. Uh, he says, Rey cojan sus cosas. Uh, porque será lo siento en su all polvo podrio. No llave, pero eso está buenísimo. Patea como una mula. Uh, I don't know what that uh, we'll, we'll learn, though, you know. Tuco uh, is very specific. He says, you know, Jose Miguel at some point says, well, I've been to Cancun. And Tuco says, you know, Cancun is not Mexico, bro. That's some tourist trap. It's not the real Mexico. Uh, pas, pai, saje, uh, chingado de cosas. Talks about a super lab. He loves the azul meth. He says, I love the azul. Olido, we stay, uh, discutir. Uh, volantes, adentro, uh, si sea grande, uh, dijo es algo, amante. Oh, I put a uh, Maria series of Walters, a pot addict, uh, tres guevas. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, bastamate, sobrino, joven, pistas. He looks up, oh, I put uh, Henry at some point, looks up Jose Miguel's car on the computer or the phone or something. At one point, Walt, whatever idea Jose came up with, Miguel, oh, when he, he said it was cafe, you should have seen Walt's face. And then as soon as he said, Jose, you're so stupid, your ideas are so dumb. And he said, this Walt, Walter Blanco, Walter White, is not a nice man sometimes, as much as we love him. And I noticed that Tuco, when he was cooking the second time, he was really dancing. He's a cooking, dancing kind of guy. Uh, so not all, you know, uh, all the bad sides of meth are bad. But, you know, if you're cooking and dancing, there's still a lot of side effects, though. Uh, Walt and Jose arguing over who's, who's, uh, whose life is worth more. That was pretty funny. Uh, trying to follow that. Trato... And Piercy Con K Veo a Heisenberg Muy Descolorido uh, Dicho I put a shaking finger uh, uh, Do not oh do, it was not in focus it was coming into focus and out of focus when Tuco was yelling at Walter shaking his finger at Walter Oh no it was the uh, uncle's finger when he was pointing at Walter at the high height of the tension, it was a, a nice change in focus. And I noticed, uh, as, as I was following with the subtitles, I think Tuco said, Tio, is it the man with hair or no hair? Uh, like he says, uh, un, un timbrazo significa si, uh, one bell signifies yes. I figured that one out just now. Uh, no le hicimos nada, uh, no me mate. And then, uh, but yeah, surprise, Walt didn't know Henry's car at the end. I liked Henry, kept his door open, very police procedural. 
And he says, quieto, quieto. I don't know if that means calm or quiet. And that's it for the red pen run through. We ran through round two with a red pen. Okay, so the episode opens, and there's similar to Metastasis, there's all these uh, uh, shots of, of a desert. It's more deserty here in the Albuquerque area. Uh, and this is more junkyardy. There's train tracks. There's strange, uh, strange like uh, industrial equipment, engine blocks. There's a pumping sound going, a mechanical pumping sound. Uh, there's those old T-shaped uh, laundry lines, rusted and forgotten. Uh, I wrote down some word I can't read. It looks like wassing. Uh, there's uh, uh, a washing machine. So there's a couple old washing machines. There's bottles hanging from uh, trees, uh, tied to trees. There's an old rattle. And then we see uh, a shadow kind of going up and down. We're like, is that a water pump? What is that? And we hear the churning noise, the churn, churn, churning noise. And then we see the back of a lowrider bumping. And we're like, oh, okay. And then we see the colors. We're like, it's Jesse's lowrider. And then we see the uh, license plate. It says the captain. And we're like, oh, okay, it's Jesse's car. And then the next, and we see some other stuff. And you say, okay, something happened with Jesse's car. A little fender bender, possibly. Just a, a tiny Fendi fender bender. A Fendi poo. The old Fendi bendy poo. And then the next scene is uh, Hank, and he's got a picture of Tuco, and he's, he's talking about uh, Tuco Salamanca raiding his headquarters, uh, nailing a bunch of his people. It's like post-raid. Uh, he's got a, 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 I put a study face on. I don't know what I meant there. And he, he starts to talk like Hank, which can be funny, but for some people it might be a little offensive. But he says, you know, I got a big, big heart on for catching this Tuco. Apologies to the HR department. He said he grows. I said, I'm surprised this word's in Hank's vocabulary because I don't know what it means. I think it's a big word. I, I said it must be dirty, but he said he grows tumescent with anticipation. And I honestly, I, I said, maybe... Is that like, uh, and then I said, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I said, it's probably dirty. And I noticed there's like a, a lot of different cops, uh, ages, uh, beat cops, old uh, grizzled detectives, a nice, nice level of diversity. Uh, I noticed that Hank, uh, his shirts can't compete with Henry's or Tuco's. Hank's shirt was, I just put blah, whatever shirt he was wearing, it wasn't uh, great. I think it was an orange knit shirt. But then he's like, boom, we got evidence here. We got a print of uh, Tuco. And then Hank starts to pump up the troops. He says, you know, do you want to find this guy? He's really acting. Uh, it's good acting where he's acting excited. And then he says, are we going to find this guy? And they're like, yeah. What do they say? Oh, they say, hell yeah. And he's like, I can't hear you. And they're like, hell yeah. And then, in a, I mean, uh, Breaking Badge is so good. Because then, uh, I didn't even mean that as a joke. But but then the next scene is like uh, Hank and Gomi, Gomez, they're walking. And Hank says, uh, we ain't going to find that dude. He, he's, in, he's in Mexico now. 
And Gomez is like, what? He's like, appearances, Gomi. And then they start to talk. You could tell there's something on Hank's mind. And they, he says, uh, he says, you know, I got to I gotta take some time off of work, and even though this is a middle of a bust here. And he's very stone-faced. But Gomez, he, he almost, I said, this is a good partner, this Gomi. Because he looks concerned but cap-like, like, okay, not too much emotion, but I'm feeling you, Hank. Uh, but that's where we learn that Walt's gone missing. And then we have a few more cutaway scenes. Like we have a shot of uh, Hank's SUV, which is an important shot for later reference, pulling up to Walt's house. There's a Crown Victoria or some, you know, unmarked cop car out front. And then unlike in uh, Metastasis, Hank searches, or yeah, Hank breaks into Walt's car. He doesn't actually break into it. He finds the spare key. You know, he looks for a hide a key. And then he goes through Walt's car. He smells the headrest to see if Walt's having an affair. He rifles around. And then he goes in the house. And then the, the, this uh, officer's interviewing uh, uh, Skyler and Walt Jr. Now, I, I did not have a chance to look up. I, I find that this officer's name is Tim. He's a detective, probably not an officer. And I didn't have a chance to look up the actor's name, but really one of these actors that you, when you see him, you say, oh, I love that guy. Uh, and we'll see him more, you know, as the series unfolds. I think he, he, he plays a, a part in a few big episodes. But Tim's there on his day off. He's trying to help. Uh, 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 I always, now that I see Ello and Skyler, I get mixed up with Skyler. And he's asking the hard questions, you know, how, how's Walter's state of mind? Has he been depressed? Uh I notice Marie, or I'm sorry, Skyler gets a little bit agitated. Uh, Hank kind of watches from behind. A couple times he frowns. And then as Tim asks questions, he's kind of stone-faced and watching for uh, Skyler's reactions. Uh, but he definitely seems interested as well. And then they talk about the phone call. And then him and uh, Tim and... Uh, Hank look at each other like, what, Kay, a phone call? And I also noticed uh, you could definitely tell, even though Metastasis is very well made, uh, this episode is where you start to see the, 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 the sky-high level of production of Breaking Bad, just in the way they frame the shots and the way the camera's moving a little bit and just the way it's lined up. Uh, you know how they they're framing the actors and getting these 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 bigger close-ups, uh, headshots. I put. Uh, then the next thing is we have uh, Tim and Hank outside, and they're talking about this second cell phone, uh, and like, oh boy, a second cell phone—that's never a good sign. But they're like, okay, well, let's look into it. Uh, and then right after the cell phone, you see a cell phone flying, and Tuco's throwing the cell phones. He's getting rid of all the cell phones. And then Tuco's shirt, holy moly, both of these Tuco's are so well-dressed. This Tuco, he has on a, a, a fake snakeskin dress shirt. It, it, it just is a phenomenal shirt. He, this Tuco smokes, so he lights a cigarette I put, uh, he looks around the junkyard, 
And he takes his time. You know, we, we know Walt and Jesse are snuggled up, you know, in the car, snuggled up like two little bugs in a rug. They were going, um, they were sleeping head to toe. So, you know, but he takes his time. He smokes. He thinks about getting them out of the car. And then we have a close-up shot inside the car. Walt and Jesse are both very sweaty. And they're, Walt's coughing. Uh, Jesse's shoe is right in Walt's face because they're head to toe. And then Walt starts to drift off. I also noticed, I said, does Walt have bifocals on? Or what are those called with the splits? Uh, but Skylar comes to Walt, an angel named Skylar. And she's dressed in white and she says, I understand, Walt, I understand. And she looks a little bit like a goddess or an angel. And then they, Tuco starts dealing with them. Now, it might be my inability to speak Spanish, but Jesse Pinkman seemed way more rebellious uh, than Jose Miguel, but I could be wrong about that. And he wants nothing to do with Tuco. But he he takes him out of the car. There's some great uh, landscape shots behind the guys. Big sky, uh, big desert, uh, beautiful, beautiful clouds in the sky. And then in the background, you know, we have shots of, like, the engines and some uh, water pumping equipment. Really, really, really atmospheric. Uh, then we have the Skylar scene where she's handing out the flyers. And uh, I know she handed out some flyers at Taco Sales. So anybody in the Albuquerque area, you know, send me a picture from of you eating at Taco Sales if it still exists. And then her and Marie get into the car. Uh, her and Marie get in the car, and it, it's uh, Marie says she she tries she tries to test it. She says, "Hey, what what's up? We're we gonna get some more posters." And they're like, "Well, Walt Junior's making some more." And Marie says, well, I don't th- I think Walt's going to be okay. He's not the kind of person that would, you know, send himself to live on a farm. Uh, he's going to turn out. And then, but, she, you know, Marie, she's only worried about Marie. She says, uh, okay, the whole tiara thing, I just find uh, bewildering that I, you didn't. Be- and then Skylar shuts. She's like, not now, Marie. I can't deal with your bullshit. Uh, she doesn't say that, but, but I, you know, I said it. So then we're back at Tuco's house. He gets the guy's wallets, and he sees that Walt is uh, not Heisenberg. He's like, Walter Hartwell White? And Walt's like, well, it's a, it's a pseudonym, a business name. And uh, then he sees, he says, I like doing business with a family man. And he's like, can I trust you guys? Because I got raided by the DEA. Um, I noticed a couple other things uh, uh, scenery-wise. One, they're watching a TV show where a genie seems to be on trial. Uh, And I said, what TV show? It's a Spanish-language TV show. Like, I know in the... There was, like, a Christmas movie where Santa Claus was on trial. And this seemed to be uh, where a genie was on trial. I don't know. Uh, but there was like a lot of good close-up shots of T.O., the uncle, and uh, of Walt and Jesse just looking hot and lethargic. And that's when Tuco brings the water over and, and Walt just steals the water from Jesse. Uh, I thought it was nice that Tuco kissed his uncle. 
uh, Tuco does a lot of thinking a lot of times. Like when he was thinking about Walt's business name, he said, hmm. And when Tuco said collateral, you know, there was a nice shot of Walt really grimacing. And another thing was the TV audio of the genie in Spanish on trial was very nice. It was a nice extra layer uh, against the scene as they built this tension here. And then Tuco was really moving around. He's squatting next to his uncle. He's squatting uh, on the other side of his uncle. And he's like, you know, Gonzo is ratting me out. And they're like, oh, yeah, Gonzo, you know, it's totally Gonzo. What what a jerk. But I mean, but really, they were like, Gonzo, he's not a police informant. He uh, he went to live on a farm with no nose. They, they ran away to a farm together to live there forever. Uh, but Tuco's got, you, you got to rewatch it. Tuco's like, you know, they're out there. They got black ops guys looking for me. And then he's like, I'm going to get good and high. And then the Walt, when Walt pulled out his wallet, he tried to be all smooth with the meth. And then Tuco smells it. He's like, what is this stuff? It's uh, It stinks. It smells like head cheese, he said. And then Tuco's like, "Let's. I'm going to take you guys to Mexico. Or maybe just Walt. Jesse, you'll live with my uncle forever and ever. And we'll have a nice super lab going. You know, we'll, we'll get a super lab going. Uh, I noticed Tuco does a lot of head tapping. Uh, when, he, when he gets upset, he does a little spitting. And then at one time he says, hey, Jesse, shut up. And Jesse says, oh, okay, okay. And when they're talking about Mexico, Walt's like, well, I can't really go to Mexico. And Tuco's like, you're going there. And then he's like, what's this mess over here? And Jesse's like, I cooked it. It's uh, it's a killer, seriously. I was like, oh, boy, you guys are witty. That's funny. But then he uh, he's like, what's in it? And Jesse's like, chili powder. He's like, oh, I hate chili powder. Walt was so mad at Jesse. It was uh, It was hilarious. And then uh, Tuco had another line. He said, uh, all right, Jesse, time to clean the menudo out between your ears, which uh, don't think about it too much what it means. But he, Walt says, no, Jesse's my buddy, Tuco. I, I like to keep him here. I need him very, very badly. And then Tuco talks about his cousins being on the way, which those of us have seen the show already say, oh, boy, those cousins... And then we have a little family meeting with uh, uh, the adults. Uh, we have Marie, we have uh, Skylar, and we have Walt. And then, or I mean, not Walt, uh, Hank. So it's tough to get all these characters, you know, with similar names straight for me. Uh, but, but, but Walt Jr. is on his way to hang out with this mysterious Lewis, who, if anybody will ever be on the podcast, it'll definitely be Lewis on this podcast. But he's going to the train station with Lewis to put up signs. And uh, we get another really great acting scene here uh, where they're like, Hey, Skyler, why don't you go take a nap? I noticed Marie had her earrings, her shirt, and her purse matched. Uh, So I thought that was interesting. But, uh, you know, they say Marie is not good at uh, calming people down. But then Marie says, well, what about the second cell phone? And Hank's like making a face like, Marie, don't, what are you doing? And she's like, we can't ignore a clue, Hank. And Marie, I have a note here, her earrings were giant purple circles. 
And then Hank's like, well, it's just Walt has a secret. You know, everybody has a secret. And somebody's like an affair, and Marie's like, Walt, please. And then she's like, Hank, you need to question the drug dealer. It's a pot-related. And everyone's like, there's no such thing as a pot addict, Marie. And she's like, Hank, interview this drug dealer. Track him down. So the next scene is Jesse's mom working in the garden. She's got one of those giant gardening hats on that screams upper class, uh, you know, or gardener, you know, or a smart person that wants to stay out of the sun. And then they go and he's like, hey, can I talk to you? And they sit on these nice green wicker chairs. And they, I said, geez, they must spend a lot of time outdoors because uh, they also had the uh, lawn chairs that Jesse fell in the first time he came home. But he says, hey, I want to talk about Walter White. He taught your son in high school. And she's like, oh, Mr. White, I remember him. And he's like, I think him and Jesse are still in touch. And she's like, really? Uh, that sounds a little pervy. And she's like, well, he must have seen some potential in Jesse. He really tried to motivate him. He was one of the few teachers who cared. And Hank's like, yeah, Walt, well, that sounds like Walt. And she's like, I'm sorry he's sick. Uh, pass along our wishes. He's like, well, he's sick and missing. And we're trying to find anyone that can know him. Could you put me in touch with your son for a lead? And she's like, are you with the cops? He's like, oh, no, I'm not with the cops. Do I look like a cop? No, actually, I'm with the DEA. And she's like, oh, God, am I in trouble? And he's like, I don't think so. And he's like, I'm just here, you know, on personal business. I don't care what your son's done. I just want to find Hank. And, you know, he's got a wife. He's got a baby on the way. And she's like, I haven't seen, you know, Jesse in a while. He, you know, he dropped out. And he's like, and he says, asked about Jesse's car. And he wants to know if it has a low jack, which was an old pre-cell phone technology or, you know, to track cars. Uh, but they talk and then Hank gets in the car. He says, Gomez, let's track this car down. Uh, you, they use the term ridiculous bouncing car. I thought that was nice. But then we're back at Tuco's and Jesse and Walt are arguing. What could be more wonderful than those two at each other's hilarious? And Walt's like, I can't believe you You said chili powder was in there. And uh, Jesse's like, whatever, I tried. And he's like, why didn't you bring the uh, the thing with us? And he's like, well, I hid it at my house. Uh, they're like they're going back and forth. What are we gonna do? There's really nice reflections from the sunlight uh, filtering through these curtains on Jesse and the uncle. Uh, re- really nice uh, movie level stuff here. And then there's a news report about uh, Tuco curtains in the wind. I think that's what it did. I just say that, that that's what I meant. And uh, Walt changes the the channel, but the uncle kind of grimaces a little bit, or he's been grimacing the whole time. I don't know. Uh, I I noticed there's a fly swatter there. Uh, Walt checks the uncle to see how lucid he is. Uh, And he's like, what are we going to do? He he goes, uh, we're going to crack him over the head with a fly swatter, Jesse? And then Jesse's like, you know, you should be the one to, to do something because I'm young and you've got cancer. And Walt, you know, I love Walt, but very, he's like, I don't care about your life, Jesse. I care about mine and my family's, no offense. And they go back and forth. So, so Laurel and Hardy. I wonder if uh, 
if Vince Gilligan's a Laurel and Hardy man or a Abbott and Costello man or the other guys. But, you know, it doesn't matter because it's just great uh, two-man humor. Uh, also, Walt uh, had a calculator watch on again. Uh, there's a guy uh, playing a guitar on a TV singing. That was nice. Uh, Tuco's cooking and moving and, and using some flambe action to cook and, you know, getting high. And then Walt, Walt thinks of something, and then it's lunchtime. And Walt really risks it, but he sneaks something into Tuco's food. And uh, it's really, really high tension. you got to see it to believe it. But the music's playing on the TV in the background. Tuco's getting annoyed with his uncle. And he's like, "Don't." he goes, Tio, I eat first, then you eat. Because the Tio starts ringing that ominous bell. And then there's a bur you know, the Tio knocks the burrito down and points at Walt. And he's like, he's just like, you could cut that tension with a knife. And then the next scene, you know, Tuco's testing out his uh, his stuff and doing bumps. And then the uncle's ringing the bell. He's like, hey, Tuco, what's up? Or he says, hey, uncle, what's up, uh, Tio? And notice on the TV... There was like some sort of strange drawing class, how to do one of those paintings where you can flip it in either like uh, one of those uh, uh, optical illusion painting, I think. And Uncle's staring at Walt, staring at Walt. And uh, he's like, what are you, mad dog in a monk, uh, Tio? And uh, then this acting by Raymond Cruz just goes, is just off the charts. He says, what, you don't like him? You don't trust him? Uh, and Walt's like, well, he's demented. He's not lucid. And he goes, uh, he, his, his, his amplification and stuff, he goes, uh, did they do something to you? You didn't like it? And ring, ring. You know, what did they do? And uh, like, nothing, nothing. And he goes, Bull, he goes, well, shit, my Tio does not lie. But he says it nothing like that. And then Walt's like, well, I changed the channel on his TV. I mean... What do you want from me? Uh, I also noticed the art teacher had a butterfly shirt on, which made me think of Bernie the Butterfly. And then Jesse's like, well, he was watching one of those telenovels, and he was into it with all the uh, eye candy. And then he's like, is that it? Did they change your mamitas? Is that what you're telling me? Are you punking me, Jesse? He's like, no. And then he's like, you know what, Jesse, I think you should go live on a farm now. And and then it, it kind of gets chaotic because he says, well, let's go outside. we got a farm right outside. You can live with the chickens now. You know, run like a free puppy dog with all the dogs from your childhood forever. And he says, uh, what do you think about that, Jesse? And Jesse says, well, I still got the condom in my wallet. I'd like to use that first, you know. And Tuco says, no, no, I think you'll go now. And then they're arguing back and forth. And then Tuco's like, I want the truth. What's going on? And and he says, uh, Walt says, you know what? We tried to poison you, man, because you're a dirtbag. And then they get in, you know, then it's a little more chaos. And then Tuco, Jesse says to Tuco, why don't you go live on the farm? Maybe. He goes, we're going to leave. And then they go get in the car. But, of course, they don't have the keys. And then they hear a car coming, and they're like, it's the cousins, oh my goodness. And they go and hide. 
Oh, I also noticed in Jesse's car he had red dice. And uh, uh, his car was the one that had the Mary statue. I finally I said, okay, this is Mary statues in his car. And then I put something that I cannot read my notes. It says, Tuco Drive to Serve Vice. S-U-V-V. But I think it's like Tuco's going to take the car. He says, I'm going to drive to heaven, I think, and see if they'll let me in. And, you know, say some apologies. Uh, okay, I just figured it out. Thanks to Lida. But it, it's uh, Tuco just has this drive to survive. And he says, you know, I don't think I'll go to heaven. I think I'll, you know, make sure my T.O. has something to eat. And then Hank pulls up. He says, hey, Jesse Pinkman, you're a hard man to find. And, you know, that's kind of uh, code for, hey, I'm, a, I'm you're in trouble. And then he says, oh, wait a second, you're, you, Jesse Pinkman's a very skinny build. You're more of a, a, a manly build, and you have a snakeskin shirt on. Jesse usually wears hoodies. And he says, oh, it's Tuco. And then they, they make eye contact, and it's beautiful, beautiful. Oh, it's so good to watch. I mean, it's intense. Believe me, it's intense. But... uh they stare each other down, and they're, they're, they're making their moves. But at some point, you see Hank's professional level because he just turns to total ice. It was uh, His face went from, uh, how am I going to handle this, to total. Well, he, he, Hank goes into total uh, professional officer mo- mode. And then uh, you have Walt and Jesse, once they see that it's Hank and that Tuco does go, Say, hey, I think I'll go run with my baby chickens from back when I was a little kid. I want to visit them. And Hank says, yeah, go ahead, Tuco. I'll help you go visit those baby chickens from little, when you were little, Tuco. Uh, but he says, uh, uh, so once Walt knows that, he says, holy crap, it's Hank. We got He just runs, and then Jesse runs after him. And then we see Hank at Jesse's car. Jesse's car is still bouncing, but the battery slowly dies off. Uh, and once the juice of the battery of the car dies, we hear this one last bell, you know, from Tio, like, hey, uh, somebody come change the channel. And then during the credits, there's this wonderful, wonderful bell music, uh, which was cool. And then that was it. That was the end of the episode. So another episode, uh, and, uh, yeah, it was a lot of, uh, going to farms forever but uh overall just gripping gripping television so all right let's move on all right it's uh, time for our language learning uh from uh, this episode starts out with uh sunobia sunobia his girlfriend shupir hey hueso uh shupir bone uh tryon tryon sapo frog E K R E P A R E L La Luz Perpetua, and that, that was what uh, Henry said in his little prayer. And shine the perpetual light stop. So that I mean that's probably close. And don't let I don't know some sort of little mini prayer. E K R E P A R E L La Luz Perpetua. Bueno listo ya a cambos con eso. Uh, good and ready to combos with that. And that's spelled different than combos, the uh, snack. But maybe they should think, you know, maybe they should get good and ready to have some combos with that. 
Combos really takes the hunger away. Here at Sleep With Me Podcast. Uh, not a sponsor. Not even sure they still make combos. But I remember they re- they said they really took the hunger away. And I said, well, geez, uh, I don't know how good. I remember they, I could taste the chemicals, and I'm not trying to be critical or jokey in the uh, in the cheese-like center. It was still good. And I think the chemicals probably did the opposite of taking the hunger away. In all honesty, they said, mm, more combos, please. Is this uh, pizza-flavored MSG? Cause I lo- Is this nacho cheese-flavored MSG? Because I could use some more right about now. Okay, combos. Uh, dry air bring uh, sumo supplies. So dry air sumos bring some supplies. Let's do very own, uh, no... Uh, naciente, rising. That's a nice word and a nice definition. Naciente, rising. Uh, sabe knows, saber no. Uh, pista and contra, uh, pista against, but then I tried, that was with two S's, P-I-S-T-S-A and contra. Uh, P-I-S-T-A in contra means track against, so... Uh, so, and then again, I tried to hear, uh, lave, L-A-V-E, peros, uh, wash, wash dogs, time to wash the dogs, uh, lava peros just means lava dogs. Though if you're thinking of a name for a team, I would suggest lava dogs. Uh, any sport team, I don't have any really money to sponsor your team, but go ahead and, uh. And, and not actually, I don't actually want to technically, but you could say unofficially, uh, not name of our team is unofficially sponsored by Sleep With Me Podcast, Lava Dogs. Yeah, we're the Lava Dogs soccer team. I mean, that's pretty freaking badass. You know, we're dogs from lava, dogs made of lava, dogs, any dogs having to do with lava. I mean, that would need some. I mean, any dogs actually having to do with lava wouldn't have very much to do with it very long. But a lava based dog, a lava powered dog, a lava resistant dog, or metaphorically, a dog so intense you compare it or name it after lava. Man, I, I might have to get a new dog. Sorry, can you hear me? I, I don't think she can hear me. She probably can. Oh, I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to hurt you. Uh, just telling my dog, and I'm not trying to hurt her by saying I'm getting another dog emotionally. But that's pretty. Hey, lava, come here, lava. That's a good one. Two short syllable lava. Come here, come here, girl. Come here, boy. Lava, lava, get over here. Uh, so that's lava dogs. It doesn't. Um, anyway, that's a uh, uh, Yolando, J A L A N D O. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, use of those letters, Yolando, pulling, uh, golpe, below, uh, final feliz, uh, end feliz, last gift maybe. This this is probably the phrase of the week and uh, probably wrong. I don't know, maybe he's talking about helicopters. Usted oyo un zumbido de moscos. I'll say it once, I'll say it again. Usted oyo. Un zumbido de moscos. You heard a hum of mosquitoes, my friends. Usted oyo un zumbido de moscos. Uh, phrase of the week. Phrase of the week. You heard a hum of mosquitoes. 
Uh, no, no less oigo. I do not hear. Wait, so he's saying, do you hear the mosquitoes? He's saying, oh, no, los oigo, I don't hear that. Maybe I was watching it. I might have gone into a fugue state here and been watching a show about uh, bugs. Because in the next one is Ba'abhaber Kefumagar Aka. It will have to spray here. It will have to spray here. So definitely I missed something in there. Maybe these are all metaphors that I didn't pick up on. Uh, Yoda with a J, Yoda, Yoda. Uh, you know what that means. It means uh, F-U-C-K. Quelquier, uh, any. No Sarah, K. Pronto, Walter. Will not suddenly Walter. I think that was the old, there was a show called Suddenly Susan. I think they said, oh, we're going to reboot, we're going to call it Suddenly Walter. And they said, well, I think I like it better. Who, who do you have to play Walter? And they said, well, we got a, uh, well, we thought we had Paul Reiser, but then he, he got another show. And they said, okay, you don't, so you don't have Paul Reiser. And who do you have to have Su- play Susan? Uh, I think it was Brooke Shields. They said, okay. And no Paul Reiser to play Walter. So we'll go with Suddenly Susan, not Suddenly Walter, with a, a comic we're not even sure about. Uh, maybe Stuart Pankin, but he, he's, he saw him in an infomercial. I was crushed. These are obscure references, comedy, uh, like references to... I mean, can I get a Stuart Pankin fan out there if I'm pronouncing his name correctly and say, geez, that was one of my... Uh, I don't even know. I was definitely too old to be watching him. He, had the, he was like a, a, a John Stewart of... Uh, when I was in kindergarten, or maybe I was watching reruns or something, but uh, anyway, not important. Kuibo, uh, I still have not, I guess I got to look that up somewhere else. Uh, no def- definition. Vale, vale, okay. Uh, here's another one I did. Gracias por, so thank thank for, uh, C-U-B-R-I-M-A, no, C-U-B-R-I-R-M-A. Uh, second one's correct. Kub Rime. Thanks for covering for me, buddy. That was uh, Henry to Gomez, I think, when he said, hey, I got to take some personal time to deal with this Walt situation. Uh, uh, this is a, whoa, this might be a, a phrase word of the week. De Malhenio. According to Google Translate, shrewish. Uh, De Malhenio. Shrewish. I say, geez, shrewish sounds offensive, even though it's like, uh, you're shrew, like, uh, I guess that is offensive. There's really no, you're as wise as an old shrew. It's not offensive, sir. I'm calling you shrewish. Are you saying I'm shrewish? There's no good way to spin that. Uh, yes, there is, Yoda. Yoda, you're, it's shrew. You're shrew-like, Yoda. There's no other way to get around it. So I guess, yeah, in that one situation, you could use it. If you're talking to Yoda, you might be able to say, uh, Yoda's de Malahenio. He's shrewish. I don't think there's anyone anywhere else in the world that would say, well, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I guess I am a little bit Henio. But de Malahenio, it's definitely bad because mal means bad anyway. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we only got 50 more words to get through here, phrases. 
ha sabido de alguna amanzan menaza. It has been known for some threat, robo theft, because we know Roborone. Uh, salte skip. Salte to the loo, my darling. Uh, I don't know that song by heart. Uh, here's one. I had a bunch of words. None of them got defined. I, I, he, estaba. Oh, no, estaba was. Aparachido dito, ahi. Uh, only estaba was uh, defined. Uh, no me toque, perobo. Per uh, don't touch me, perobo. Uh, no me toque, they do not touch me. Que no me toque. Odor, nope. Uh, parense, this says, but part of my language was fucking get. Parense. Yeah, Google translates an odd bird, you know. Uh, pasaba passing. I, I mean, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't do any diplomacy with using this, uh, Google Translate. I mean, maybe if you're in the minor leagues, not even if you're in the minor, maybe even, not even junior diplomacy, not even model United Nations. I mean, that's something it's Google. Without this Google Translate, I wouldn't be able to do this. It would take me days. Uh, Pasaba passing, uh, uh, DKSA in that, Yamada, nope. Something to do with talking, I think. Uh, Hubiera Existo had there. Otravez again. You could say instead of suddenly Walter, you could say Otravez Walter. Uh, no lo Taga, no, not something. Uh, para adentro, inward. That's one of our problems at night, you know, too much para adentro, inward looking. This one I actually knew. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. Junior, yeah, esta. Imprendendo mas, Junior's printing more. Uh, this, I didn't get the whole thing, but it, it, it's uh, still good. And this is what Tuco says when he sees Jesse's Jose Miguel's condom. Ay pinche lurioso. I love that, lurioso. Uh, Actually, it's L-U-J-U-R-I-O-O-I-S-O-I-O-S-O. So it probably, I'm probably not pronouncing it as beautifully as it could be, but because it looks like it should have Lu-Ur-Oso. Uh, estoy seguro que lo usas con puro machiaputito. Ay, you lustful clickum. Sure, you use it with pure machiaputito. I like that, though. Ay, you lustful. You lustful. Uh, polvo, how about a little dust? Polvo. Inusual. Unusual. Uh, Recon sus cosas. Cosas is thing. The other one, not a word. Por que Sarah. Why is. Uh, lo siento, I'm sorry. Podrio? No, Podrio. Uh, no llave. Pero SOS buenísimo. No, buddy, but that is this the best. Uh, here's another good phrase for this week. Uh, Paeta como una mula. He kicks like a mule. Uh, pasa, pae, sahe, scenery. Uh, chingado de cosas. Uh, chingado is a bad word. Things. 
uh, Volantes Adentro, Flyers in, Olito, I smelled, uh, Oiste, you hear, Discute, no, uh, say a Grande, So I Grow, that definitely sounds like a So I Grow, Asise Grande, oh, here's a Amante, my lover, I'll go as I'll go, it's something. Uh, tres Cuevas, no, tr- three idiots, I think is what it means. Uh, Bastamate, no. Sobrino, nephew. Joven, young. Pistas, tracks. This is mysterious. Empiecen que veo a Hasenberg muy descolorido. They begin to see very faded Heisenberg. Uh, dicho, saying, all I'm saying, oh, dicho. Uh, un timbrazo significa si. One ring means something, means yes. Google Translate didn't get that, I did. Uh, no le jicamos nada, no, we did nothing. Uh, no me mate, uh, please don't send me to live on a farm. Uh, quieto, quieto, quiet, calm, say, you know, stay, stay there. And that's it for the uh, language learning of the week. Thank you.